Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. This is day one of season 94. Our first question asks us for the uh, one of the 250 states um, who has the highest, its highest temperature as exactly 100 degrees and is not Alaska. And is also the only state with a lowest recorded temperature above zero. Right. So this takes out the kind of some of my ideas. Like I thought maybe it was Maine or Washington, mm. somewhere kind of northern. Um, but I, I figure I know I know Maine's got to be <laughs> has to have been lower than zero, and Washington, yeah, probably it gets cold there. It's far enough north. Plus, sure. there's plenty of inland that would. Uh, that would get a lot colder. Yeah. Uh, so I started thinking, oh, well, could it be Hawaii? No, that's ridiculous. Hawaii's got to get over 100 degrees. It's very far south. And mm. uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, shade in a lot of Hawaii. So clearly some somewhere something must have gotten over 100 degrees. So I started thinking, okay, it's definitely not anything like it's very southern like your florida's your texas's your arizona's I mean, i've been mm. in arizona when it was well over 100 degrees sure so go go a little farther north well, there's nevada no i know vegas gets over 100 degrees not uncommonly mm-hmm. uh sorry your colorado's maybe no it gets really cold in colorado okay let's keep going east let's, missouri no it gets cold in missouri too tennessee maybe no that doesn't quite work i know i've been there when it's colder than zero i feel like it's been hotter than 100 Maybe at some point during the summer that I was there. Sure. Um, to like West Virginia. Like I kept trying to kind of find somewhere that was south <laughs> enough that it would have been, uh, that, it, that it doesn't get that cold, but north enough that it doesn't get that hot. And I just couldn't think of anything. So I just kind of kept coming back to Hawaii and thinking, well, I mean, I guess with the, with the ocean all around it, it would be kind of temperate. And it rains a lot, so maybe there's just a lot of a lot more cloud cover than I'm thinking of that kind of keeps it from building up that sort of heat. Mm. You know, like the, the ground isn't able to absorb it as much as it is in like Arizona and your New Mexico's and such. Sure. So, all right, let's let's guess Hawaii. Yeah, this one I put way less thought into than you. <laughs> um, the Hawaii was the first state that came to mind for me as well, and. The main thing that put me off it was just sort of like, well, it can't be like, you know, Alaska and Hawaii paired together in a whole other context, because why should they be? It's right. the final two states admitted thus far to the Union. Um, and so I thought, do I think Hawaii's never gotten to zero degrees? I mean, maybe. And then I thought, you know. The highest temperature being exactly 100 sounded right to me because being surrounded by the ocean tends to make things very temperate because the water doesn't change temperatures as quickly mm, as yeah. the air moving across things. Um, and so I thought, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, I don't know, could this be Florida or something like that? And I you know, immediately conflated like Fahrenheit and Celsius here thinking, no, I, <laughs> things have definitely frozen in Florida. Um, and so at least I could kind of picture that. And that's really about all the thinking I did about it though. Cause I was like, it kind of makes sense that this Island state that is 
um, you know, famously pleasant, I guess, um, certainly wouldn't likely have gotten higher than a hundred degrees for its top temperature. And I thought, yeah, it's, it seems likeliest to also never have gotten below zero. Um, just because, I mean, you know, that's what I think of tropical things being like that is you just never will get snow. You'll never get, or, well, there may be snow near the top of mountain peaks or something, but you'll, you'll really never get, um, temperatures going well below freezing like that. So, um, I just kind of went with my first guess with Hawaii. And that was correct. Yay. Question two gives us four last names of a group called Mystery Incorporated and asks us, who's the fifth? Yeah, and nerfs it out by mentioning oh. that uh, it's the only non-human member that is being requested here. So these are the last names, of course, of the Scooby gang. Um, and so the fifth member must be Scooby-Doo because it's the only non-human member. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how a, this is a super easy question for us, so please stop nerfing these things out. <laughs> Give us a chance to just have this, mm. why don't you? Um, and secondly, uh, talked about, you know, while this is probably a television question overall, mm -hmm. there are uh, some, you know, Scooby-Doo uh, movies and things as well. So there's a few other cultural products that I think um, rightly kept uh, Thorsten from you know, including that it's from a television show or something like that. You um, you could kind of infer that from something like four members of a group, you know, Mystery Incorporated sounds a very like a very um, entertainment related, you mm. know, um, creation, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not going to be some sort of modernist art collective that, you know, it's 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 definitely sounds like this is from a TV show probably kind of a goofy kitschy one most likely um and so really what i'm saying is this was a gimme and it was scooby-doo yeah yeah I, I zeroed this immediately and also immediately knew it mm -hmm. i like to think i would have gotten it if the question were in its entirety rogers jones blank blake dinkley blank mm. um I, I i think that in particular dinkley velma is uh distinctive enough in that uh, and that I would have that would have led me to those, but yeah, this, I thought that that was Shaggy. Said, no, Shaggy Dinkley. is Rogers. Really, Norval Shaggy Rogers. Oh, okay. Fred Jones, uh, mm -hmm. Daphne Blake, Velma Dinkley, mm -hmm. and as we have discussed previously, Scoobert. Scoobert do <laughs> his full name is canonically. Scoobert. Canonically, Scoobert. It, well, in I should say in in the accepted version, it is Scoobert do. Okay. There is a, uh, I think, a more recent version uh, where uh, Shaggy has to name him on the fly because the dog catcher is about to get him, and they like they've just mm -hmm. met, mm -hmm. and so he just kind of makes up Scooby. Uh, oh, oh yeah. What's his middle name? Uh, Dooby. Oh, what's his last name then? <laughs> Do. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I knew this was Scooby Doo, and I I became more and more dismayed as I read the question. It got more nerfed out. But yeah. That was the big one of the day. Indeed. And that was the correct answer. And I I have to say, learning that, you know, his supposed full name is Scoobert is perhaps the only thing I like about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I hate the show so much. 
Um, and it's like it was always my least favorite cartoon to come on mm. and whenever Saturday morning cartoons or, you know, after school or whatever, couldn't stand it and and have and, and hated being subjected to our children watching other iterations of it. But now I like one one whole thing about it. <laughs> so thank you. I hate it probably. <laughs> Moving on to totally different subject matter. Uh, question three asks us what modern day country the Ainu people uh, were the earliest to live in. Uh, this is Japan. I have no idea mm -hmm. when I learned this, but I know it. Uh, I do know that it is a word that comes up not infrequently in crosswords. Yeah. Because it's got three vowels in it, so it's true, very true. valuable. Um, but yeah, this is Japan. Um, I, I didn't know that they were predominantly on the northern islands. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know that that was the original mm -hmm. inhabitants, the indigenous people of what is now thought of as Japan. And uh, I don't really know what has happened to them. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know if they're like the Tainu and they've more or less been extinctified, but uh, I don't they're. know. Yeah. I, this one I, I knew was Japan as well. And I think that I learned it from um, the long ago indie comic series, Kabuki, which was um, David Mack. It was the comic artist who wrote that different David Mack, by the way. Not, not the one you're probably thinking of unless you read this um, series of comics or his other creations. Um, but he wrote this comic about a series of um, like women martial artist assassins and they all kind of took on different traits of Japanese culture as their um, uh, you know costume and so on. And it was um, done in a fairly deadly serious way, and I believe that it referred to the Ainu as having been very oppressed by, um, you know, Japanese uh, rulers and governments, um, and, you know, to, to the point of being, I think, some of the population of comfort women yeah. that were, you know, exploited in the wars and so on. Um, and by the way, as I recall, um, as much as it may sound a little bit, um, concerning or problematic, I believe that series will have held up quite well, uh, cause it was a very, it was not at all a winking take on Japanese culture. It was mm -hmm. a fairly serious attempt at a deep dive and, uh, quickly also became like the artwork started out good and became masterful um and just very you know high quality fine art kind of um you know gr the graphic novel kind of style at its best um so that's i think that's where i learned that the ainu were uh, indigenous people in japan and so that's what i put down and that was correct Question four asks us what former aide to the White House Chief of Staff gave stunning and explosive testimony during the January 6th commission hearings earlier this year. Right. Uh, as recently as June 28th and made note that this person was a former aide to Mark Meadows, the White House Chief of Staff, and we watched her testimony 
I could see her face in front of me and I had no idea what in the world her name was. Um, I, I recall that her last name was at least multiple syllables. Like I, that was it. That was all I had going for me. And so I, you know, I, I went through various contortions, uh, to really just come up with a sheer guess, which was Donahue. And I didn't, you know, I was like, I, there is not a thread on this sweater for me to pull. <laughs> I, um, I don't know why I utterly didn't set her name down in memory because her testimony really was quite extraordinary to watch. Uh, yeah, I just remembered that it was Hutchinson or Hutchison, mm-hmm. one of those. I couldn't really remember what. Couldn't remember her first name, but I thought it was one of those names that's not really a name, <laughs> um, but has become a name. Mm. Mackenzie. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of one of those last names that became a first name, mm. for for uh, which is a, you know, a thing that happens to women more than men. So mm. it. So I, I may have been misthinking that and just kind of applying it to her. Ah. Um, and, but yeah, I, just, I, was, I was fairly confident that it was something Hutchinson, Hutchison, Hutchinson. And I kept bouncing back and forth between the two uh, and finally decided that it was Hutchison. And I went with uh-huh. that. In fact, it was Cassidy Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. I'm hoping with the extra that N. that's close enough given the fact that if you were to say Hutchison, she would turn her head. Mm. If you were, if you were to, mm. if if you you paged someone, in in an airport and said, "Miss Hutchison, please please pick up the white courtesy phone." Cassidy Hutchinson would almost certainly do that. Could be, could be. And I think that that N in particular is very elided in when people say Hutchinson. It's practically just a, a vocal stop. But, if I were your opponent, yeah. I would entirely argue the other side, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fortunately, to say that I've it does change the sound. Very high and... current events mm-hmm. score, so I'm hoping I only lose one on that one. Yeah. Uh, same with me, I suppose. Uh, not that it matters how wildly far off the mark I was. Yeah. Um, but current events is, is pretty good for me, so mm-hmm. I'm. I'm hoping that uh, I get a little benefit of a doubt on that one. Um, and I hope you do too. Mm. I, I don't know how likely it will be. Question five. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed not to get zeroed with the quickness on this one by at, our at learned least, lag at opponent. Least the, at least in the private rundle. At least in the private rundle. I don't assume anybody in the, in the A rundle it really knows my proclivities that well, but... We are asked for the common name of a poisonous and addictive alkaloid. Now that right there should about do it. I feel like there aren't many. There could be be many because it's poisonous. You know, there's there's a pretty delicate balance there Mm -hmm. as far as what you're going to do with it. Um, And it gives us a bunch of chemical stuff and says it comes from a 16th century French ambassador to Portugal who sent home seeds of the nightshade. That produces this compound. So we we have our three strikes here. Um, <laughs> that this is absolutely nicotine, named after Jean Nicot. Okay. N I C O T. N I C O T. Okay. Okay. Um, and the fact that it is a nightshade, much like uh, you know tobacco is, much like tomatoes and um, uh, various other vegetables, potatoes, um, eggplant. No. Oh, okay. 
Um, and also there are various other sort of varying levels of toxic um, wild plants that are around. You know, we have a nightshade of some kind in our garden, probably oh. as a weed. Um, I remember pulling it up when I was pregnant, I think, with my first child <laughs> and finding it to smell so repulsive <laughs> because it's toxic. You know, you, you don't want to be, uh, you know, ingesting it accidentally or getting exposed very much probably to it um, as, as it is a fairly toxic thing. But yes, this is definitely about tobacco and the chemical in question is nicotine um, perhaps the uh, most renowned, I suppose, poisonous addictive alkaloid out there. So I put down nicotine. Yeah, I, I, I figured it was that. I initially had in my head tobacco. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. then when I, when I sat down, when I, when I was reviewing these, but then when I sat down and actually uh, put in the answers, I reread the question and realized, oh, it's looking for the compound. Yeah. It's looking for the the, thi the thing that's in tobacco mm -hmm. that is nicotine. Yes. Um, and the, it's, I will say, I think this question uh, made it a little bit hard to focus on that fact. Like, th that's what it was asking for. Because it talks about the, the alkaloid itself, gives the formula, and then we're off on a tangent about the seeds of the plant. It produces the compound. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard to, you know, you do have to reread once or twice to go back and say, it's asking for the common name of the compound, mm. the compound, the compound, not the nightshade, not the seeds, not the ambassador. You know, there's all these other nouns in there. Mm. So, um, so yeah. So it was nicotine. Yes. Yes, indeed. Question six asks us for an alternate name of the Greek sculpture, the winged victory of Samothrace. Right. Um, so I just always remember that Nike is a goddess of victory. And um, it the fact that at the end, we're, it makes note that this is familiar today in a different context, which is clearly the brand name context. Um, or at least it seemed clear to me that that was the case. Um, and I've, you know, I, I can sort of picture the Winged Victory um, uh, sculpture and... I don't really know, like, it, it makes note that uh, the sculpture is given another name, that of a goddess of victory. Like, I, I don't know if the original Greek sculpture, or the Greek goddess, is actually Nike, or if it's saying there's another Greek goddess, but this is also called Nike. It, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, but... Um, in any case, I just thought this, that's what this had to be, is Nike, because it's, you know, a goddess of victory, and the different context is very clear. Now, the statue is of Nike. Okay. And, and uh, who, who was uh, called more by classicists, I believe, than by Greeks, who was called victory okay. in and of herself. Okay. Uh, so when, when they say the winged victory, they also mean the winged goddess that we also call nike okay um, but yes this was this was nike i just i this is another one i don't know why i know the winged victory of samothrace is nike <laughs> but it is sure i mean it, you know i i can't remember when i learned what nike meant you know other mm -hmm. than being 
a tennis shoe brand. Um, but I, I did at some point learn, oh, it's derived from the goddess of victory. Um, and so do you think you would have seen this in the Louvre? Because I know you've been. It's possible. Uh, I, I know that I saw the, the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I specifically saw, I don't know. I don't know where exactly it is in the Louvre. I know they're, you know, they're, okay. it, it's a gigantic museum and we didn't see anywhere near all of it. Sure. Um, I don't recall, uh, I don't recall going through a whole sculpture area generally, but I don't, I don't okay. know where, I don't know where it is. I don't know what it's around, what surrounds it, that sort of thing. So, so I do believe this sculpture is missing pieces of it. Correct? Yeah. The head. Like the head is At missing. Least. It's, it's very not much a, parts. Yeah. Um, so that's it's, what I, that's part of the distinctiveness of, of knowing mm -hmm. that it's, you know, uh, kind of what it looks like. I can kind of sort of picture it, although I'm probably getting some part of my memory wrong there, but uh, Nike is indeed the correct answer for that one. Mm -hmm. So that certainly left me with five on the day and you with at least five. Five and a half. Five and a half. Like the, the, the other logic that I could see is definitely you, you knew who this was about. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, you know, we, we talked about how there are other political figures that are Hutchison, like mm -hmm. Kay Bailey. Kay Bailey, former um, governor of Texas. But, or senator from Texas. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. I think within the context of this topic, mm -hmm. it's very clear that you knew who they I, were talking about. I wasn't confusing about. her with someone else, but yeah. at the same time, I didn't quite get the name right. Yeah. It is another name. It's not like I said Hutch and So. Yeah. Which yeah. would clearly have been a typo or just an error. But yeah. Indeed. I, I won't be mad if I end up with five on the day. I'll be a little mad if I end up with less than eight points on the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, that's what I'm hoping for as well. Um, it's just that I might be lucky enough to, if not win or tie, then at least I, I shouldn't lose by very much. So that's, you know, I'll settle for that as a start in my first A-Rundle in quite a while. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just just hoping to hang on by my fingernails and, and maybe get lucky and, and um, pull some out here. So I guess that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>